1: Whether it's a movie star, a music artist, or an athlete, we all have role models. Today, we'll take a look at the only role model we really need. Next, join us. Role models come and role models go. They all give us elements of how to better our lives, but there is only one person who can help us as an example to better every aspect of our lives, and that is the Lord Christ. Welcome. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. We're back here in 2 Corinthians, looking at the example of Jesus for our lives and how the Apostle Paul lays this example out for us to follow. Join us. Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast of Truth For Today.
2: Are you still self-centered? Still all about you? No wonder churches all over America have plateaued. We've been fighting the same attrition rate that's going on across the country do you think? Do you think like this? I want to empty myself. I want to become, or the American, you're not telling me what to do. I know my rights. He knew his too. And he gave them up for you. I said, he gave him up for you. He couldn't be any more God than he already was. But he sure took a form that didn't look like God. He looked like a slave walking in town. And God sent his best gift. And we sent him back with five wounds. Says he's not good enough. And I don't expect any amen. And you ought to be convicted to your toenails. Because of our self-centered existence. We need the work of the spirit of God. Say help me to think like Jesus. I need the Jesus mindset. Or do you? Or do you? Are you above doing the truth? And he was found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself. That upper room, washing, came obedient to death. Now, let's just simply do this. What was our poverty that he found? I would give you Romans chapter 1 through chapter 3. But then I think of Ephesians 2, and you who were dead in sins and trespasses, has he made alive together with Christ Jesus, who were by nature children of disobedience and objects of divine wrath. You by nature sinned against God. You by nature rebelled against God. You had no hope. You had no Christ. You had no future. Hell was on the docket. You were deserving of every minute in eternity you would be separated from God. And Jesus worked it out with the Father. I'll become poor if you'll save them. I know it will cost me poverty. It will even cost me my life. But to set them free from their spiritual poverty. I volunteer for the job. I was dead. I was blind. Well, what riches? He said, he made me rich. I'm still barely making my house payments. I'm still, uh, you know. We're still living in a bad neighborhood. But but listen, read Ephesians 1. What he said about you. And what it cost him is poverty. He said. Remember. Remember. When I found you. And the father accepted my voluntary poverty. Even as the death of a criminal. God has chosen to bless you with all spiritual blessings. In Christ Jesus. Matter of fact. I want to let you know he chose you. He was thinking about you before he made stars. You were chosen in eternity past. You were predestined to become adopted as sons. And don't come up here and rip out Romans 9 because you don't believe it or understand it. He can choose you in the womb. And he doesn't need your permission. I am a Calvinist. That's what it means. Ain't no happen chance that you got saved. I've been thinking about you from eternity past. I've had you in my plan. And I part of my poverty, I said, I'm willing to go poor. Will you save this person? Well, what about their will? Well, baloney. God's will comes first. He just lets you in, makes you think it was your idea. But all the time it was his. So you get credit. Credit. I believe. You better believe. That's the sign you're in the plan. You must believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ now and he'll save you now without you understanding the election. But you've been chosen whether you like it or not. You've been chosen. You've been predestined. And most of you can't even spell it. So don't say you don't believe it. He said you were. He said, you've been forgiven all your sins because of the blood of Christ. That you've been redeemed from the slave market of sin because of Christ. He said, you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit whom God has put in you. He said in Ephesians 2, you were dead, and God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, he has saved you and raised you from the dead. For you know it's by grace you've been saved, and the grace was paid for at and no rugged cross because the second member of the Godhead said, I'm going to get as poor as a man can get. Give it to me, treat me like a piece of trash, but I volunteer to be poor because I can't make a people rich unless I go poor. Now, when you want to figure out your giving, there's your example. Not the preacher. Not begging. Jesus is my example. You do remember you were a poor boy at one time. You were in rags. You were sentenced to hell, left unchanged. And then my aunt and uncle used to sing a song. It's an oldie. There was a reason Jesus passed by. And they started singing about the blind man. we never see again. I still hear him singing in Berkeley, California. And David, Ruth, and I hated to go there. It's a bunch of old folks. And a bunch of holiness people that can go all day and bore the daylights. But I'll never forget that Aunt and Uncle singing. Break my heart. I wasn't saved. I wasn't saved. Went to the altar a lot of... I went to the altar many times before I ever got saved. I was a hard case. But then they start singing. There was a reason. Where did God find you when he looked you up? You were probably in the middle of a mess. Because most of us don't ever want God until we're in a mess. And what did God say? I only save the clean. I only save people that's got it all together. Or did he say, it's the sick that need a physician. The whole don't need me. And look at you, the pride of man. We got it all together. Uh, I might think of you when I'm ready to die. No, no. Think of his poverty. The richest being in all the universe. You know, there's a lot of ways rich men lose their money. Bankruptcy, depressions, famine, war, bad management. There's a lot of ways you can be rich and become poor. But no one's ever done done it this way. All the way. You know, Pilate got a little cocky with him and said, hey, who do you think you're talking to? I I happen to be on the uh, legislative committee for Rome to run Palestine. Your life is in my hands. And Jesus said, what you don't know, Mr. Pilate, is no man takes my life from me. Nobody. for You see, I'm king of kings, Lord of lords. I can speak you out of existence. I'm here on a mission. If Jesus was handed the offering envelope, what would you do if we got one back that said, I empty myself of all that I am to rescue someone going to hell? What, what's in your hand that you won't give God? Why are we so stingy with our lives and get cocky when we have money? It, it's terrible. I've seen it happen in men. The attitude, everything changes because they're going up. They're not wanting to go down. It doesn't matter. If God wants to make me a multi-multi-millionaire, I think I can learn to adjust to it. And still stay spiritual. Because God doesn't care if you have money. What God cares about is where's your heart with little or much. He loves a widow's might more than a man that thinks he's impressing God. That's why in America today probably the offering bag reveals more hearts than anything we got offerings and service people could talk God talk all day what they give the time to their body And finances, that's because uh, I think most of you had a warm shower today. Two-thirds of the world didn't have a warm shower this morning. Two-thirds of the world walked on dirt floors this morning. Two-thirds of the world didn't wake up to gas or butane where they could fix breakfast. Two-thirds of this world can't get fresh water without getting dysentery. They're dying left and right, dying. And we're sitting in the lap of luxury, and who knows, who knows? When we may crash. Everybody's fearing the market's going to crash again. Oh, who knows? We had 2008. We had 1930. Who do we think we are that is all immune from natural disaster? But God said, Corinthians, when you think about helping our poor brothers, don't stoop for a lesser example than Jesus. Let me read you two things. I'm done. Benjamin Morefield, great theologian, he wrote something that when it's time to be good to have-nots, poor people, he said, "When you now, dear Christians, some of you pray night and day to be branches of the true vine. You pray to be made all over in the image of Christ. If so, you must be like him in giving." Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Objection 1. My money is my own. Answer. Christ might have said, My blood is my own. My life is my own. Then where should we have been? Objection 2. The poor are undeserving. Answer. Christ might have said, They are wicked rebels. Shall I lay down my life for these? I will give to the good angels. But no, he left the ninety and nine and came after the loss. He gave his blood for the undeserving. Objection three. The poor may abuse it. Answer. Christ might have said the same. Yea, with far greater truth. Christ knew that thousands would trample his blood under their feet. That most would despise it. That many would make it an excuse for sinning more, yet he gave his own blood. Oh, my dear friends, if you would be like Christ, give much, give often, give freely to the vile and poor, the thankless and the undeserving. Christ is glorious and happy, and so will you be. It is not your money I want, but your happiness. Remember his own word. It is more blessed to give. Than to receive. Remember the battle cry. Of missions. When a German group. Influenced by. Count Zizendorf, Began what became known as the Moravians. Hernat Germany. Up in Germany. This missionary minded group. One of the first missions minded groups. In church history. They uh, were being persecuted and many volunteered for missions. They wanted to reach the West Indies. I thought of you, Chuck. I thought of Clayton and uh, Dominica, some of our brothers and sisters from those islands. But two of the young Moravians, when they wanted to reach this island where Africans had been shipped from Africa to work in the sugarcane fields. But this property and these slaves happened to be owned by a British atheist who said there will never be a religious service on this island. And if we get anyone coming in here with religion, we'll put them in a house arrest. But there will be no preaching on my island. I own this island. I, owe th- I own 3,000 slaves. They didn't know how they could break the gridlock and they didn't want to see 3,000 black people perish. What they did, the two young men agreed that they would sell themselves into slavery and in personal evangelism try to win these enslaved people since it gave them no privilege to preach, no privilege to be outward witnesses. And so they sold themselves to this atheist landowner and joined the slave community. They slept with them, ate with them, worked in the fields. They became black. They became enslaved. Family members went to the dock uh, from Germany, went down to a port to see them off. And uh, they were weeping. They were emotional. Uh, everything stripped away from the ship and it began, the tide began to take it out. And uh, as it got out, and the view of mom, dads, brothers, and sisters faded. The two young men were seen joining their arms together and they raised their hands and this became the Moravian cry. They cried out, May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. They went there never to be heard from again. There was no exit. They eventually after years both were able to be released by this atheist and went back to Germany to promote missions. I hope that the blood of the lamb spilt for you that you'll reward him by a loving giving, stooping, serving Christ-like thinking for the rest of your life. He paid for no less. All he wants is you. Not just a part. He wants all of your heart. All he wants is you. Why is that so hard for us to get? He wants to think like him, act like him. Love poor, rich, no matter what category. Love all colors, all that stupid stuff sinners are fighting and wrestling over. Do you think the two young men wasted their life if they only led five slaves to the Lord? Would it have been worth it? I want you to know, was it worth the life of Jesus Christ just to get you? He said it was, I'll become poor if I can get you. I want to give because I'm following the greatest giver. And I'm never happier than when I'm serving, loving. I pulled out for my wife today. I've been keeping giving ledgers since I was 15. Because I wanted to not catch God lying to me. He said he would bless me if I'd give. So, some offerings for a week were a dollar and a quarter. Sometimes I only had three bucks to give. Because that's 15. Didn't have much money. But I pulled out the one in 1965 when I was just getting ready to go to a Bible college. It, it's humorous if you saw it. I mean, I just paid this bill off. $13.30. Why would you even put that in a ledger? Well when you only got two hundred for the month, that's big stuff. PG was out PG and Eve was outrageous then, nearly fourteen bucks. But I keep all those ledgers. And I just need my black brothers and sisters to help me sing. He brought me from a mighty long way. I give now twenty times more than any of that. And I'm so wealthy when I get through writing the check. How can it be you can give and still be so rich? Has God blessed any of you? Do you remember when you were in the poverty of sin and he poured out the riches of grace on you? Made you alive. Made you accept it in the beloved. Said don't be calling me God anymore. Romans 8, 14 through 16. Call me Father. Wait. Angels call me God. They can't call me Father. Where did you get that? You mean I've been adopted by deity? Yes. And some of you have got over it so much you can't shout about it. Because the devil wants to keep you in poverty in your mind. You're not thinking, you know, I'm sick of Christians that don't know their riches in Jesus. When will you get it? God has poured on you riches, 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 riches. We are rich in Christ. Let's act like it. Let's act like we know him. The world has nothing to offer you but hell, damnation, and deception. Oh, my lands. I was at a party last night with one of her cousins. And everyone in that place was unsaved. Turn up the music. Pour the booze. Oh, get! And all they were doing was comparing, I think, the wounds they picked up. Man, they looked kind of rugged, like they'd been through it. And I said, well, yeah, they've been good sinners. You got to work at it, honey. The way of sin is hard. And we sat there. We were the old ones. She's the oldest cousin. And when we came home, I started singing to her. I don't regret a mile I've traveled for my Lord. I don't remember and I don't forget the time I knelt and trembled at his word. And there's no barroom scars on me because from a kid, from a kid. He saved me, and when I came to this town with no money, he sobered up a guy that became a functional alcoholic. Move in my house, live with me. We'll make it some way. There's no money. My dad's dying. God sobers up my brother. He says, "You come with me. We will make it together." And what he's done for him, and Fran, Carol, and I from zero. Oh, we stagger, we stagger at the grace of God. Our Father, thank you for taking us in our poverty and making us rich in Jesus. Oh, we are rich, rich, rich. You lavished your best on us. Grace, grace, grace. Forgiveness, redemption, adoption, Holy Spirit. Oh, I've already got heaven. They've already got a place marked up there in the third heaven. He's seated right, yeah, number nine. That's that's the seat. Angel, move over. That's been reserved for him for eternity. I will be there. Glory to his name. Deliver us from every stingy thought. And let us pass on some of these riches to those who are perishing without Christ. It's in the name of my rich, poor, rich Savior. Thank you for saving a wretch like me.
1: That you might grow in Christ and find encouragement in the day-to-day lives that we lead as believers in Christ. It is a challenge to live in a dead and dying world, is it not? Especially knowing heaven awaits us. So it is a delight to be able to come to you on a daily basis and provide you with this encouragement from God's Word. As we teach and train and, and preach the gospel of Christ for the glory of God and your good. This is Truth For Today, Pastor Phil Howard, taking us to God's Word that we might be mutually edified in grace. If you have questions or comments about the broadcast, maybe you would like to hear the program again. We have a couple of ways that you can reach us. The easiest, of course, is our phone number, 855-833-9864. If you would rather visit our website and work through the website, you can do so, truthfortodayradio.org. A lot of resource materials available there besides our podcasts. You'll also take advantage of the many other resources, books, and materials. It's all at truthfortodayradio.org. You can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is our zip code. And as we conclude our time today, we would invite you to link arms with us financially and prayerfully. These programs come to you on a daily basis, and even our extended resource materials found at our website are available as you link arms with us, partnering with us financially and prayerfully, whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. Please consider how you might come alongside and partner with us as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ to the greater Bay Area. We'd love to hear from you. Here's that phone number once again, 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. And our website, you can securely give a donation there as well, truthfortodayradio.org. And then we would also invite you to join us for worship. If you're not involved in a fellowship near you, consider this an official invitation to join us here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. For directions and information, you can visit our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or, again, call 855-833-9864. And then would you please mention that you were invited by the radio broadcast to one of our ushers? It would mean a great deal to us. Whether you visit us in person or simply stop by our website or listen to us here on the radio, we hope to see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil
2: Howard.